0: Hello Snatchos, amigos, and welcome back to Record Breakers. I'm Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me is my team, my regular folk, my, my peoples. We've got Brett. Ahoy, hoy. We've got Patrick. Hi. And we've got Drew. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and here with us we have a guest. It's that time of of the cycle again, uh, uh, you know the, the 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 time of the rotation. You know where we have our our our, our platoon player, our platoon pitcher. Uh, we have our guest. We have none other than uh, Chat Romer, uh, Extraordinaire. We have Waffle Avicus, A.K.A. Matt. Matt, how are you doing? Doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing good. We're here chilling he's over here in this little box between me and brett so he's like all cozy in there yeah mm-hmm. uh we're talking about music of course as we do every week the provider of course is our guest matt what album are you bringing forth for the group this week i'm bringing forth uh okay.
1: the silver Cord. It is by a band named The Classic Crime. And they are a group out of Seattle and started in I want to say it was like oh six oh, no no no, no. It, excuse me two thousand four ish area. This is their sophomore album that came out in two thousand eight, and uh, it's it's I think the Wikipedia page puts it as like post hardcore or something like that. I, to right. be honest with you, it's just a it's it's a rock album like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I, it's a lot of things. I, right? I, I was
1: listening to some of you alls stuff earlier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about ex- ex- expectations. Uh,
2: Drew, I'll start with you. Drew, what expectations did you have coming in this album? So, as as in pre-show before Matt came around, um, Brett was getting uh, poking me about. I was a follower of Tooth and Nail for a while, um, mostly. From the MXPX Ace Troubleshooter days of Tooth & Nail, um, the Under Oath Emery days of Tooth & Nail, I wasn't a follower as much. So I was sort of familiar Explain with... Folks. Explain to the folks, Tooth & Nail, what are they known for? Tooth & Nail are known for sort of Christian rock outfits. Um, they're known for finding, in my opinion, um, what they do really well is finding the best of what christian and christian adjacent music is playing at the time finding the best of that and sort of cultivating it um they definitely have a sort of sound and i'll go into that a little more um as we go on but the label as a whole puts out products that if you like the genre if you don't like the genre they're gonna put out something that is probably doing well in that genre um and then sort of pushing that forward and bands come and go is sort of tooth and nail is, but that's sort of what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said, it, for me, it was like the troubleshooter oh. MXPX days. Um, that dates me a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listened to some memory, some under oath, but I sort of fell off around that time cause I was busy with, being in a ska band and getting more into ska music. Um, so yeah. I was interested to see what Tooth and Nail sort of had going in that like 2006 to 2010 when I had no idea what was going on on the label. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of interesting to me as a person. Yeah. So, uh, Brett, what were your
0: expectations coming to this album?
2: Um, I, I was very unfamiliar
3: with this band. This isn't a really a genre or you know time i wasn't even listening to modern music at the time this album came out i sort of off the radar completely um but i did do a a quick uh google search then had reservations then talked to drew um so here we are
0: (laughs) (laughs) reservations upon reservations
2: (laughs) i probably didn't help
3: (laughs) <laughs> no, you didn't, but that's 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 fine. You that's were at least fine. there for, for someone to talk
0: to. Yes. So, took a misery. Uh Patrick, what were your expectations coming to this album?
4: Uh, I came in blind. Uh I had never heard of any of this. I am not familiar with with Tooth and Nail as a label, although I am familiar with MXPX because I listened to punk music in the early 2000s and you just kind
2: of you
4: kind of got everyone. there. <laughs> y- yeah. I there's there was there's one like there's like four songs
2: of theirs. I like,
4: Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: they were probably they were probably all on Poconatra, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) I don't even know.
4: But uh, so I came in not knowing a thing and uh, and I heard an album.
0: And we'll talk about the album. Uh, well, I music. hope you heard
2: an album because that's kind of what we do. Hopefully yes. it's the right album because sometimes I don't do that. So. <laughs> hey, like, why are you throwing yourself like the... under
3: the bus like that? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that pre-show joke didn't work. Yeah, Sorry. Not. Pre-show Carry the on. show. Carry
0: on, Pete. We, 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 we haven't started to pre-show the show yet uh, just because I'm lazy. I do have the donate name, though. Uh, but That's beside <laughs> the point. Still. Uh, Take it, take it away, Petey. <coughs> but that's beside the point. Uh, Matt, wh- how would you describe this album musically? Uh, what would be kind of the um, themes and elements that make it up? So,
1: I'm gonna. It is. It is. It is. It, like I said, it, the the Wikipedia page talked about like how it was a post-hardcore. That this is, like I said earlier, their sophomore album. Their first album was much uh, kind of lighter of tone. This definitely goes into a, a, a bit of a darker place. You have a lot of a lot of uh, metaphors and, and talking about addiction and stuff of that nature. Um, that being said, the entire album in itself uh, is it's, it's a journey if you if you watch it. Or if you watch it. Um, if you listen to it and you listen to the lyrics... Is there some kind of
0: movie the- we don't know about? Like with Curly's record? If you watch yeah. if if you're it, you're really football?
2: high. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> if you watch the you sound- record spin on your turntable. <laughs> hey. Um, oh wait we'll derail you just keep talking Please. yeah no it's fine
1: uh it's it's a journey if you listen to it if you listen to at the beginning it starts out with i'm just a man um and and talking about how it all you are is it's just a man you're you're nothing greater than what you are and talks and has uh, songs like medicine and 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 uh, all these others that are talking about addiction and talking okay. about points in your lowest and then you hit the ascent the ascent in the middle of it is just you, you have this, uh, this this uplifting instrumental, and then the rest of the album is talking about love, it's talking about good times, it's talking about uh, a, a relationship, yeah. and so it's it, 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 it uh, last or the last episode y'all had with Streetlight Manifesto, at least the last one that I listened to, you talked about how songs, uh, how you really enjoyed how when a song wrote a story for you I, I i don't know if any individual song in this album is so much a story as it is the album is the story
0: yeah um yeah and uh, kind of you also did the curly <laughs> thing i'm about the thing uh yeah it's a lot of like storytelling and a lot of interesting things happen musically uh drew what would be the themes elements that caught your attention musically
2: well as i as i sort of researched about the band as I was listening, what struck me really kind of odd was as I found like pictures and like talk of this band, their music sort of matched what they looked like in a weird way, because it was this sort of hodgepodge of styles. You had this, the vocal style, this like almost emo forlorn vocal to it, which was really cool. Um, But excuse me. It had this pretty straightforward, like, guitar work, right? It was, like Matt said, there's a very straightforward rock sound uh, to a lot of it um, that was really cool. It was, I mentioned Under Oath and Emery, and I'll throw Showbread into this mix as well um, as bands. Yeah, (laughs) throwing Showbread (laughs) around. (laughs) Words I haven't heard in a long time, (laughs) but yeah, go ahead. Welcome to it. We're pulling out shit from my high school days left and right. Next week, we're talking about the Get Up Kids. No, um, <laughs> oh, no. that's not the case at all. We're going away oh. from the Get Up Kids. Um, But unlike those bands, I feel like this was more straightforward, more radio friendly Um, in a way. I-, I mentioned it earlier. The tooth and nail uh, sound quality is there. They might be a label that deals in a lot of underground bands, a lot of emo bands, a lot of punk bands and stuff like that. But the producers at that label and the people doing the actual like mixing and making of the album know what to highlight in each band, and that quality is definitely there um it It's sort of weird because I know like sort of the sound quality and the mixing that that studio does, so it's kind of cool to see something that was removed from the time when I listened to a lot of their bands, but it still has that same polish to it. And they still know like, okay, we need to highlight, um, this singer and we need to highlight, uh, the guitars in this, because that's, what's going to bring people in. Um, the, the rhythm section is hit or miss. And I'll talk about one of the songs that for the bass work was a much bigger hit for me, um, as a bass player, but the guitar, uh, melody lines are what's doing the heavy lifting here. um, also, as a side note, um, I'm mentioning a lot of Christian bands because they were on a Christian label, but they had the same sort of ideas about their Christianity that the band I was in had, which was, we're Christians, but we're not preaching. We're right. It's going to come through in our songs eventually, but that's a personal thing for me, and I'm putting a personal thing out there because this is art, and this is what we do, and whether you like the music or not i can definitely respect the band that puts that out on front street like look this is who we are yeah i'm gonna put there's gonna be a reference to god because that's the shit i deal with in my life and stuff but it it's just who we are so yeah. i can yeah, respect that from that standpoint
0: yeah yeah uh, that's definitely kind of what, what you feel in, in a lot of it uh brett what would be the themes and elements that, that caught your attention
3: well in my band the the sweatpant boners had the exact same thought the you know bringing bring ri- our our personal religion to the forefront me and me and the fellow boners but no uh let let's not talk about the Sweatpant boners let's talk about this album um the the this the there are some uh some uh, tropes in this album uh similar to to other bands the rock music bands targeting uh teens young adults in the mid to late aughts um you don't get full quaalude mouth but there is a little bit of the vocal affectation the enunciation the singing also has the the heavy breath intakes on the mic sort of like a punk rock night at an all ages club um giving it that red in the face quality even on the slow songs um there's plenty ambient sounds background guitar jangle a few sour chords thrown into progression um, the drums are there and are done well but in my listens i i never they never really came to the front um this is a this is a lyrics driven um vocals driven band um not as technic not as forward facing technically although there is that there um the way that they mixed this album was to emphasize the vocals and the the lyrics themselves which makes sense due to the structure of the songs and what the lyrics are trying to get at and the the you know at this time everybody that was making money in music was making money selling to teenagers who are teenagers so if you throw emotion into it that you 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 get a little extra um pull out of it um but uh yeah it's 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 it there's uh, a few things that I have to get into songs specifically, but those are you know if you you break this down, it is it's a rock band um, and it is of its era. So you you can sort of if you haven't heard it, you can sort of get a feeling for what you're coming into if you've if you've played in that playground before.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the themes elements that caught your attention?
4: Um, it, it sort of lives in kind of the in between of like the music that I. I loved when I was in high school and just after and then the stuff I listened to like after college Uh, and there's this gap of time between like 2004 and like 2010 where I mostly just listened to a lot of metal music so I missed out on everything so it, it there's like something familiar about it and it sounds a little bit like a lot of stuff I enjoy but it doesn't but it's it's not quite those things um It's very I think it really, really hangs its hat on the vocals Uh, that that's sort of the the showpiece here. The the music is well played, like it's competent, but it's it's not like there's nothing about it that is super, super technically interesting or or like uh, that, like sounds really fresh. Uh, It's I think Brett is right that it, it is kind of of an era. And and it's 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 like a weird in between era for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, yeah, kind of uh, interesting way to kind of word it. Uh,
0: but yeah, but let's talk about some of the key tracks. Uh, I know you pointed out a few of them already, Matt. Uh, but let's let's get into some detail on some of the key tracks for you.
1: Um. Well, really, I I, I knew that this was actually kind of coming, and I didn't really think it. Of- think it through, because so much of this is, as I was kind of getting at earlier, to me, it's, it's the album as a whole. But if I were to pull out a few of them, um, Just a Man, uh, it is It is not quite the first track. It's, it's the first full-length track um, uh, the, 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 after the end, um, which, again, getting back to uh, something that I, I, I noticed a long time ago, and it's just now coming back to me when I'm talking through this. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> individually,
3: we are weak like a twig, but together we form a mighty faggot.
0: Uh, <laughs> let's do this.
3: Let's do this again. I, I, like the Simpsons. I swear to God that that's where did you get that from? The Simpsons. Simpsons. It's, it's
1: Simpsons.
2: It's, it's, I only not even watch, and I knew that's where he got it from. Yeah,
0: that's that's, uh, that's, uh, that's all right.
2: The like nerdy weird kid, right? I can't yeah. remember his name right now. Uh, uh yeah. Millhouse Mil-
0: No, not Millhouse. It was it was one of the other Bart. ones Not Bart. Bart. What, what? Martin. Oh yeah, Martin. It was Martin. And and Martin,
2: not Martin from And then and then
3: yep. Nelson says something afterwards like I ain't even touching that one.
2: No. <laughs> Bart, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Let's get back. Uh let's just jump right back in uh with <laughs> Matt's closed
3: baby metal. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Yeah, we were talking forgot. about just a man
4: yeah but I forgot where I was within that just start well, start at the beginning of just a man and work. hopefully Petey will cut it all back together and fix it I'll probably just well. cut it
0: in where, with uh, Brett's line and just and have it go in there just, I'm going to cut to like a yeah, technical no, difficulty no. screen and I'm going to leave a bunch <laughs> of this in
2: <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, like, just go it for has it. to be the opening stinger yes <laughs>
0: uh it, it'll be the how we come back in but yeah go ahead matt talk about talk about yeah, some okay. of the key tracks so so we start off after the end with just a man
1: um and it, it, it is just talking about you know life what what the world has kind of taught you to be um talking about uh, you reduce your god pruned uh to profit your ego to just a tv commercial Like it it, just talking about how you are nothing more than than a man, Um, which in in and and it's you got the again some some Christian undertones talking about how you are limited to being you know you set in your skin and uh, it it's just a very powerful imagery imagery to start out and set the tone for the first half of this album, um and then it then we kind of get to uh get, getting to the other side of the album is where a lot of my what a lot of my favorite songs are after the ascent um the, kind of talking about both of them or uh the beginning the beginning is actually the end of the album um the beginning of simple seed is more or less uh it's a love song it's 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 a love song, not necessarily to uh, his his fiance or wife. I don't know what the the Matt's uh, the lead singer's uh, status was at the time, but uh, not necessarily. But to his home, to his to Seattle, Um, and it's just a very very. You see how he's he's longing to be back home, longing, and it's it's just it's a very good imagery, very or not good imagery, very. A uh, beautiful imagery of of the life that he wishes he was able to have while while he's on the road. Um, and And then you have everything which is just a straight- up love song. Um, and I think it's it's just a very beautiful like it, I, I don't know. Um, a lot of what you were guys were saying, I, I made me realize that uh, this album, to me, is of its time. Not necessarily in the context of its time, but in the time in my life, and that's probably why I'm so uh, drawn to it. So, th- th- having div- d- diving this deep into it is something that I don't think I've actually ever done before. It was just it, it evokes memories of the time of my life more than it does actually the song. So it's yeah. it's an interesting take to actually go in and do such a deep dive on it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, like me and Milo goes to college, and that's why I will never bring that album here because it, we will ruin that album. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, I'm I love that album. Hey, that's you, again, yeah. you'll ruin yeah. that. There's album. a reason <laughs> why I
2: guess I yeah yeah I get it. <laughs> Every it. No. everyone finds everyone finds like yeah. that al- like everyone that found that album found that album for a very specific reason at a very specific time, and it's one of those things where that's the cool thing about music and why I love. Um, why I love punk rock, why I love Scott and why I love like, emo music is because you can you can find it for certain reasons and you can find it at that time and for some reason it hits you at the exact right time. If I found MXPX now, I probably would hate them, right? <laughs> but I found them at the time where MXPX was the right band for me at the right time. Same thing with like a band like Saves the Day or the Get Up Kids, but it's like something about them now since it's so tied in. With like who I am and like how I grew up and like stuff like that, it's just something that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So
0: uh, doing true, that, music is just but yeah, but yeah. While you're while you're in
2: your rhythm, uh, why don't you talk about some of the key tracks? Um, is it? Am I feeling the rhythm? Feeling the rhyme? Um, watch out, guys. It's song talking time. about time. Um, so if we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna go into just a man. Um, because the end, which is the beginning. Which is the beginning is the end, which ha ha ha, I get it, um it's a reference, guys, um but so that is sort of a an elongated intro into the first track, which is done uh well here. I think there's a couple of bands that I've heard do it well, um the Mars Volta comes to mind, and there's a couple of bands that I've heard do it terribly, but the elongated intro as the first track is sort of fun here, um. And then it gets into just a man. The first full track, and it's the um, guitar hook, sort of in the chorus, is just something that is a fun, moving line. That like I kind of found myself as I was like driving home with my arm sort of out the window on top of my roof, just sort of fake air guitaring on my roof, like you always do. Um, I, I was doing the boodle, doos lose with my fingers on the roof, just the like the meedly mees, the meedly mees, the uh. The uh and the meedle. The Sweetlies um, and the Weedleys, yeah. They're facing off. The,
0: um go squeally.
2: Uh, the way that you the way that you are, um, something about the juxtaposition from the like intro post chorus thing that was going on that was like sort of bouncy to that very overdriven verse. I really dug um that play. Um I can sort of dig on that in any song. It's something that is just fun. Um, and when done well I think it can really elevate a song and I think it elevated that song to me I'm listing it as one of the three that I'm doing and the chorus I did not like as much it's sort of almost stereotypical of that like grandiose inspirational rock swell thing that happens a lot which I think is a bit overdone but the post chorus verse play sort of did away with that calm for me and uh, elevated the song uh, to be something that stuck with me. And then gotten drugs. Um, if the song comes with one caveat and then a lot of praise, cut that shit out with all the O's, everything else I was super into on this, that the sort of thick bass guitar, um, and those runs in the verse was really, really cool. Um, and because of that darkness, uh, in the song itself, it sort of pushed the message of the lyrics further. Um, it harkened back to, I'm going to, hey, let's pull things out of Drew's past again. Um, it reminded me of brand new song, Six Trains of Glory, Glory Fades, in that it used a dark um, moving baseline to sort of highlight a dark lyrical narrative, which I think is really cool.
0: Uh, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you?
3: Well, let's groove tonight. Okay. Um, grave digging. Um, wrong album. Yes. Right, no. Uh, uh, no. The the triplet feel power chord song, grave digging. Uh, this is one of those sounds that have the songs that like when they're writing it, they they add in places for crowd participation with the the hey hey hey's. Um, there's an entire song about that, that I'm a big fan of. I don't know if I brought it to you guys, but, um, the, 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 uh, the, there's also the most reserved use of boodle Deedles that I've heard in recent uh, memory. Although that might just be because of, uh, another album that I was listening to at the same time. was Like, wow, the boodle Deedles they, they came and they went, let's, let's just like tip of the hat. You didn't overdo it. Um, sing, uh, the, the song, um, not Petey, Sing the song. No, um, the there's there's an earwormy track on this album, and, and that is it. Uh, uh, also, you get some unexpected auto tune, which made me smile. Um, it, it's the uh, life after love esque auto tune. Oh. Um, but
2: uh, is the auto tune the spruing of this album? Uh, you know,
3: I haven't brought up spruing in a while. I could have. There was one cowbell that got hit on the other album we reviewed that I forgot to bring up. Just by itself. But no, the the you know, unexpected modulation of any kind, I'm a fan of. And I got some of that. Um, but probably the thing that I dissected the most was the song at the beginning. Um, this song is uh comes straight from the U2 school of song craft, uh, from the strum patterns to the snare work, uh the pounding pre piano crescendo uh near the end of the song. I I mean it this, this it's like it was made for a uh, soundtrack to a coming-of-age film it's, it's just one of those things uh that that stuck with me through my listens. but uh, those are those are the, the songs that really uh stood out to me mm-hmm. as i look at the wrong monitor yes. yeah.
0: <laughs> just looking over there just looking at matt just seeing hey <laughs> just off to the distance yes yeah. uh but yeah patrick what would be some of the key, to- key songs for you key
4: tongs. <laughs> yeah the key tons. wow um, I'll I'll uh, talk about just a man. Um, it it the vocals again. I think it, for me the vocals were kind of my favorite thing on this record. Uh, the guy's kind of got an okay voice. I liked it. It it reminded me of something, but I can't place what it reminds me of, which is a weird feeling, I guess. I had that same feeling. Yeah, it sounds like something I've heard before, but I couldn't tell you what that thing is. Uh, God in drugs. Um. I liked the intro on this. The vocals are really good. The guitars do some nice things. It was an enjoyable song, and uh, "Grave Digging" because it had some cool guitar bits. But sadly, was not about Dennis Anderson's monster truck. Uh, that know, was kind of disappointing. Although <laughs> um, it was about Bigfoot, so you know, yeah, strange. But enough. but it, it was it I, it was I think it was my favorite song here. Despite not being about monster trucks, cause yeah. well, really, yeah. is there an album about monster trucks? Do I need to yeah, seek we, that out? We,
3: we need to put our powers together. Yes. I'll phone it to you, Drew. You make first move. I want the Ninja Turtles monster truck song. Yes, Petey can have barefoot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Tongs is uh, what Dwayne, Daniel O'Dwyer calls his favorite uh, Cisco song. Uh, subject yes. matter. Yeah, there's uh, no H's with that man. No. Uh, no also. H's. The funniest, uh, the funniest fraction to ever hear an Irishman say, is a third. Uh, <laughs> so I get it. Yes, uh, <laughs> I stole that from Mock the Week. Just to be, just to be clear. Uh, but yes, uh, some of some 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 key some of the amazing tracks. And I noticed we didn't talk about the fact that there's an interesting thing. They talk about the fifty-eight oh five. Apparently oh, it's like a yeah. significant like number. It was like their address of their like where they pre- first practiced. Uh, and apparently, allegedly, uh this album sold exactly 5,805 copies in its first week. Uh
4: allegedly. allegedly. To the Conveniently. Uh,
0: what was the
3: music industry, dude.
0: <laughs> it's like wow.
3: <laughs> bet, Drew, Drew, how many how many albums did your band sell over its lifetime, do you think?
2: Hundreds, uh, thousands, tens, hundreds. hundreds? hundreds. Okay, yeah, I give it hundreds. Uh, I, give it, I give it somewhere between, Come on. I give it somewhere between two and five.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. somewhere in the hundreds, Mark. Yeah, okay. Uh, two. but yeah, let's talk about some, bring it back around the horn for some conclusive, conclusive
2: thoughts. Drew, what would be your conclusive
0: thoughts on the album as a whole? W-
2: It's weird, right? Because, like I said, this is coming from the era where, like, I skipped out. So it's something that is sort of bringing me back to that time of, like, I heard stuff like this out of the, like, just in the background, but it wasn't something I was actively a part of. And that, to me, is kind of cool. This show has done nothing for me if not bring me to places uh, musically that I wouldn't have gone myself and I wouldn't have... uh, sort of sought out the thing there being that like this has um parts to it that are really really well done like matt said the album as a whole is the thing that a lot of bands um from this era did especially like alt-rock sort of emo-y type bands did which was th- even if it wasn't a concept album from song to song to song the whole song still painted sort of picture in a broad stroke right and they did that really well there was cool music to be had i always give it the litmus test of is it going to make regular rotation for me and this album is probably not but um on that we have had people bring stuff that i have actively wanted to stop listening to while we were um doing the review patrick (laughs) (laughs) no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so is it that no would if somebody put this on uh and i was in the car would i be pissy nah it's like i said there were songs on here that i was doing the fretboard on the top of my roof sort of thing so if you can get me to do that you've done something at least a little right
0: yeah uh brett what would be your conclusive thought on the album
3: talk about a time when I was as far away from this kind of music I was studying jazz at this time and uh, the, I was uh, Kenny Burrell and uh, Barney Kessel were 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 all I was listening to so you know when when bands were putting on guyliner and neckties I was I was elsewhere I was listening to scratchy old crap records recorded in the the smoky bars but um, this this if you're into music that came from the the, the mid-2000s and you know, you, you're into finding a dose of angsty songwriting and existential dread. This album's got that. Uh, it, the genre that this band fits into, even the the ones it's adjacent to, never really worked for me personally. Um, there is passion and skill on display, and I, I do recommend people listen to it if they haven't, but I doubt it'll be on my rotation. Um, it's just... There, there's the I was I, I missed it when it was there, and uh, you know, Seinfeld isn't funny or however that trope is.
0: You <laughs> uh, know, it's uh
3: yeah, the, sorry, TV tropes. Petey, P- take it away.
0: Uh, but yeah, Patrick. Uh, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album?
4: if I were a few years younger than I am, and this was new to me when I was angsty and 16 or 17, it probably would resonate. Like I, I see what it's doing and I see the appeal. Now Uh, you're an angsty old man. No, I'm an angsty old man. Well, I just, but I listened to the same angsty music that I did when I was 17 and angsty. So yeah, aged right out of it. (laughs) Yep. Aged right out of it and aged right back in. Uh, so, like, I, I get it. And I also I'm very, very familiar with the concept of an album showing up at the right moment in your life and sticking with you because of that. That is half of my music library is like this showed up at a moment and now it, it it that album is a way to go back there. So in that respect, I get it. I, it's 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 not bad. I, I can't like I didn't hate any of it. It's just not really my thing, I guess, is the way to the way to sort of wrap it up. Like it, it it's well executed. I did enjoy bits of it. Uh you should listen to it and form an opinion and tell me where I'm wrong. Yes. Cuz I probably am.
3: Yeah. Your choice of wearing that hat is wrong. Uh <laughs> your choice of those headphones wrong. Yeah. <laughs> those, yeah. Yeah. Um
0: okay. yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it is it is a, pr- a really compelling record uh from a very specific time. I probably warmed up to it a little bit more than you guys, but there is definitely a very like Okay, this is from a specific area in time that you know I remember and I'm like I'm going back to uh but there there is some there's a lot of cool things going on uh, on this record uh Matt, you get the last word what is your conclusive thoughts on this album that you would your conclusive message on this album that you would say
1: um well, like I said, it, it 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 probably is still one of my favorite albums to this day, and that, again, like we've talked about, that's due to the fact that it came to me in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, this was their sophomore album. Uh, if, if, if you think that that some of their other some of their other other work definitely does have kind of builds upon this and gets into deeper stuff, they have a song called "The Happy Nihilist" that, that you guys made me think of when you were saying like, if you want that angsty stuff, that's about as angsty as it can get, and it's it, it, that's another song that paints a picture but it, 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 focusing on this album um it is it, it paints a it paints a picture i think as a as a con- a cohesive whole and it's it's uh for me it, it comes down to the memories and that's kind of why i've uh always been a big fan of it and also it, it was kind of like what you were bringing up uh i have had many people riding in my car and being like who, who is this And so, uh, and then they're like, I really like it. And so that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it forward.
0: Um, so yeah. 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 Speaking of it being from a time and place of in the background, it says the full album was eventually posted in the band's MySpace player. Oh
1: yeah. No, that's.
0: (laughs) I was like, that was like, that was just a sentence. I was like, I was, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, obviously. Uh, and it's just there. It's just like, well, okay. That's a, that was a thing. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that being said, can you find guys,
3: can you find this on our MySpace player?
0: Uh, I'd, I'd like, uh, yeah, we need sure.
3: to. I need to find the technology and put it on Rebelli.net to have a <laughs> it's MySpace. A, it's on player. my GeoCities page. I, yeah. I need to. I need to find hey, a play code.
0: Hey, MySpace is at least a couple of rungs above. Well, one or two <laughs> rungs above GeoCities. <laughs> what what about Angel Fire?
3: I was an oh, Angel Fire man. I, I yeah. was. I was not on the Geo Cities train. I was an Angel Fire man.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that, we could.
1: We could always. We could we always give a, uh, Timberlake a call and try and get this on MySpace.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh. You know. Uh. Maybe. Maybe open up a Zanga. Or, yeah. uh A live journal.
2: Any. Anytime I hear. Anytime, like it goes through this, for some reason in the back of my head, I think of a band called Good Clean Fun. Because they their only ever slow jam was the MySpace broke up my relationship slow jam, and for a posy hardcore band, that was really funny. Nice. So like now that's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of this evening. So thanks for that, guys. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that being said, I
0: mean, yes. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. I was just going to say, you do guys at least have the AOL keyword, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, AOL keyword record breakers. Yeah. Uh, it's, on, it's on our portal. Uh, but yes, that's, those are our thoughts on, on, on this album. We got to our main event of the evening. We get to our haiku reviews. Uh, we get to sum it all up unnecessarily in poetic form. Uh, let's see who we start with. I'll start with Patrick. Patrick, what is your haiku?
4: Elements I Like. And some very strong vocals. Not really for me.
0: Uh, Brett, what is your haiku?
3: Unfamiliar rock. It's not exactly my speed. Whatever. It's it. aight. <laughs>
0: That's it. Uh I'll, I'll throw mine in here. Uh, compelling album. <laughs> compelling album with familiar genre tropes with more stuff to find uh drew what is your haiku
2: something from the past that was the christian scene that oddly i left
0: hmm. uh and matt last but not least what is your haiku
1: so i didn't know that the haiku had to be related to the album and i didn't know that this
2: was a thing so i just googled it doesn't.
0: It. It. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's hey, nothing as it has to be. <laughs>
2: Time out. If, if this is the episode of throwing people under the bus, if you go back and listen to our review Fugies. of the Fujis, uh, Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz, wrote a haiku that was about 24 syllables long, 32 syllables long, and then like 16. So you're and fine.
1: Unintelligible,
3: At least too, in some parts. It how many, like, how yes. many light
1: bulbs? does it take to screw a shrink oh got that
0: backwards (laughs) you know what that is that that is that i believe it puts a great final word on this album i don't know what you're talking about not related to this album that perfectly sums up this album in every way whatsoever uh and it is wonderful haiku uh there ain't no rules in record breakers nobody listens to the show uh (laughs)
2: No, Uh, people listen to the show. How you doing, Squiggles?
0: That's right. I love it. Oh, there's squiggles. We got squiggles.
2: (laughs) Squiggles
0: listens to
3: this? Hey Squiggles. Yes. Uh, We'll get you on soon, Squiggles, I promise. Quit harassing
0: me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah, we gotta bring him back on. Uh but that being said, those are our thoughts on uh the classic crime, the civil cord You can of course listen to this album on our record breakers, the home game spotify playlist. Uh, Play Record Records the home game Uh, It's the name on there so you can do it Uh, On that playlist Is going to be our next album uh, Which is my album, my pick Uh, And it's going to be a really cool interesting discussion Uh, It's going to be the follow up uh, Record from Baby Metal uh, Baby Metal Death Uh, Mm -hmm. That's going to be the album Metal Resistance Uh, So get your foxes out uh, Next week because we're gonna get excited. The
2: wolf pack and your and your silver spray paint. Yes. And, and your, is
1: it
0: gonna it, is it gonna be a,
2: Me, Kevin Nash.
0: Baby metal death. Uh, but yes, go check that. out. go listen to that on Spotify. Uh, that's it, Matt. What what do you got going on, on the internet, real quick? Um, so you get the best way to follow me right now is at uh, Waffle Office. Um, but
1: coming up, hopefully in the next week, uh, we are actually putting on myself and Curtis Larock are uh, trying to start a little podcast of our own that we hope no one will listen to um, called The Elevator Pitch, in which you bring us your ideas and we just kind of talk about them. That And the, the, the whole idea of uh, these ideas, are everyone has an idea that either that they just can't do due to lack of time, knowledge, or, you know, will to uh, get stuff done. But, you know, you always have them come, uh, these ideas that people think about and think, be like, you know, it'd be really cool if we could do this, this, or that. So we just talk about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're trying to get the alpha uh, the one that we hope no one will listen to because we have no idea what we're doing. Um, right. and then hopefully get 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 moving. Yep.
3: Butterscotch uh, flavored bubblegum. Think yes. about it. Yes. Butterscotch flavored bubblegum.
0: Yes. There you go uh yeah though that's it for us uh go check that out of course you can find us all over the internet patrick is that swagger brett is that hibb b i -i t y b b b a r d drew is that exclusive for x i'm pd rave the show is for Um. record breakers the number four record breakers recordbreakerspodcast.com recordbreakerspodcast.gmail.com if you want to email us rebelli.net for this and other shows Raleigh TV on YouTube, on on Twitch. Uh, We're also on Google Play. Uh, Go subscribe to us on Google Play uh, uh, if you are so inclined. But find us all over the place. You can find us on all the things. Uh, Until next time. Hasta los huevos.
4: The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.